All right, hello and welcome to the Nerdgasm Podcast, where we talk about things that are nerdy and things that are naughty. Uh, I am one of your hosts. I am Merlin Sensei, and with me is uh, my favorite sexual supernatural creature, <laughs> the Moopacabra. The Moopacabra. Moop. That sounds super sexy. I know, doesn't it, though? I mean, if you think about it, like, I was thinking about it, too, because you've got the chupacabra and right. chupa is you know spanish for you know suck you know and stuff like that so i'm trying to think cabra must be the goat portion right so you're the cow goat or you know what i mean i didn't like, think if, if, about that did we combine it the wrong way i don't well i mean it's the it's only goat thing we sucker. could do i know it's goat sucker yes i watched but, too but much like supernatural said, not to know that but i mean uh like I said, just in Spanish. I mean, you took Spanish for a few years, didn't you? I took French. I cannot roll R's at I, all. I could have sworn that you, you know, no. took it. Oh no habla well, espanol. I, I did take a few semesters of espanol, and I have forgotten pretty much everything, except for I do remember chupla, you know, which I believe is is suck, if I remember correctly. You and that's you why might chupa be right. cabra. No, um, I, I, je parle un petit peu de français. I, I took uh, two years in high school of French, took four semesters in college, and I suspect that was because my French teacher looked like James Spader, and I had just seen Secretary, which I don't know mm, if you've seen, mm, but he's... I, I have not, but I am familiar with he's the gorgeous looks of James in that movie. Spader. He's um. just beautiful in that movie, and it's... Ugh. <laughs> My French teacher was a beautiful man. He was British. He had a beautiful accent. And well, I'm, I'm pretty of... sure that's he's also why I <laughs> passed French class. Okay. Anyway, uh, getting right into it. Uh, this is our first uh, episode. It is. Uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves a little bit. Um, as I said before, I am Merlin Sensei. Some of you may know me, some of you may not. I do stream on Twitch from time to time when I'm not suffering from crippling depression. It's uh, a party. <laughs> uh, as well as I do post videos on YouTube. Um, I didn't know Which you that. can go ahead and check out. Um, it, a lot of it was when I first started uh, getting into broadcasting in a matter of speaking, which was, oh my goodness, how many years ago? Long, long time ago. But uh, so you can kind of see the evolution of how I have uh, grown as an entertainer. Um, I uh, would definitely put myself as the main nerd out of the two of us. I would uh, agree with that. My nerdiness knows no bounds and my enjoyment of uh, different pop culture uh, licenses uh, ranges all the way from... Star Wars to Ghostbusters to Pokemon to just about everything. Um, and that's me. Moo, if you would be so kind. So I guess if you're the nerd, that makes me the gasm, which is a little bit intimidating to say the least. Uh, going off what you had to say, I would say my nerdiness definitely does have some bounds. One of them being technology, which we figured out when we were trying to set this up. But hey, hopefully, hopefully everything sounds good. Everything rolls right. But uh, I am, let's see, what's important about me? I am a mom of two, and it's probably one of the most important parts in my life. But at the same time, 
I am working really hard to have that not be the only defining factor of my life. I think I'm like a lot of overachieving kids. I think people had a lot of expectations for me and I set a lot of expectations for myself. And then one day I realized you become a grown up and nobody really cares what those expectations were anymore. So mostly right now, my life is about trying to be a good role model, not just for myself, but for my kids. And a big part of that for me right now is uh, sex positivity, body positivity, just working really hard to love the skin that I'm in, to love the person that I am, and to embrace all parts of myself. So for a long time there, really kind of fought the nerdiness, spent a lot of time apologizing for my nerdiness, and um, I think I'm done with that. So this is kind of my opportunity to just be excited about who I am and share who I am and everybody else can deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's that's kind of like regardless, in a matter of speaking, of someone's personal stance, you know, what, wherever they fall in the spectrum of humanity, so to speak. Like, like that is definitely one of the hardest things is to be who you are and to, you know, not apologize for it. Like, all of us are always like, oh, well, you know, maybe I geek out a bit too much or maybe I'm a bit too passionate about this or something, you know what I mean? But it's just like, no, you know, you like what you like. That's cool. Exactly. I spent a long time, you know, I used to do this when I'd introduce myself. I'd say, hi, you know, this is this is me. I did this. I did that. If I get too irritating, please let me know and I'll shut up. And I said that a lot. And then finally I realized, wow, why am I, why am I apologizing for myself right off the bat? That's just insanity. So they can either deal with me or that's it. Yeah. Like not only that, but if you go into a conversation that way, you know, that's, that's definitely like, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a double edged sword, but you're just, you know, stabbing yourself twice. Oh yeah, exactly. Are you putting yourself down by saying, hey, you know, I'm annoying and stuff like that. But you're also setting up the person that you're interacting with, you know, to be annoyed in a matter. Exactly. I'm, you know, it's like they're expecting it. But all right. So those are our introductions. Uh, We'll probably, you know, do something like that each time. Maybe give you little snippets about ourselves. Um, and we're going to go ahead and roll right into, uh, uh, we're going to roll right into the nerdiness. Um, Moo, you said you had something prepared. Uh, well, as far as nerdy goes, actually I do. Uh, and I messaged you about this the other day. So I just saw um, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. So I saw an ad for the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And so I'll be real honest, and this is going to date me a little bit, but I had Zelda for the original Nintendo way back forever ago, but I was Mm -hmm. like a little kid. I mean, I was probably four or five, so I was god-awful at it, and it scared the hell out of me. Really? What what part of it scared you? Was it just the dungeons in general just kind of had that creepy feel to it? I didn't even get that far. Like, okay, so in Mario, when you die, you just, Mm -hmm. it makes the sad music, and then you come back and you're alive again. And for whatever reason with Zelda, like, when these monsters would jump at me, I would just freak out. It gave me genuine anxiety, and so I just didn't play it. And so I avoided Zelda for years and years and years. I got 
a Nintendo DS for my birthday a couple years ago, and I bought Ocarina of Time because I thought, oh. I'm going to get into Zelda. This is like, it's a big nerd staple. I should, I should know Zelda. And so I started playing, and the mechanics of the game are god-awful. And I don't know if it's just trying to play it on the DS. Maybe if it had been for the Nintendo 64, it would be easier. But fuck that game. It was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's definitely kind of a, a progression thing with Legend of Zelda. Like, Ocarina of Time is 100% a staple. I mean, a lot of times, if you say the words Legend of Zelda, you know, the first game that I think pops into a lot of people's minds is Ocarina of Time. Like, that's just how influential it was, well, especially I... during, you know, the N64 age, because... <laughs> That was when we were getting, like, a lot of, you know, better graphics and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Well, and I googled, canonically, I believe that's the game that comes first in the canon from a time perspective. And so oh, I thought, goodness. this is... Oh, goodness, let's not get into this that. Is, okay, well, look, I had to start somewhere, all right? I had to educate we're, myself with something. We're not going to go into the so, Zelda timeline well, and how I don't know it anyway. It but at any rate, <laughs> I skipped Ocarina of Time. So the first... Zelda game I actually played really played was uh, Breath of the Wild and I got it for Wii U before before our Wii U died in spectacular fashion oh uh, we have goodness. it again for Switch I mean it is one of the most beautiful games I have oh, yeah, ever absolutely. played I have ever seen I mean just the way the first scene when you crawl out of that cave and you look out and like all, yep. like every blade of grass is rendered. You can yep, see yep, the yep. dew in the fields. And I was like, holy shit, this is fabulous. That, so, that is also a fantastic, um, like, narrative framing effect. You know what I mean? Because if you look at uh, other games and stuff like that, like, it's not exactly the same, um, but if you've uh, ever played Fallout 3... Husband plays Fallout 3. Is that the one where you can build shit, or was that New Vegas? Th that was 4. Okay. I've seen 3 played. You take the aptitude test in the beginning, right? You're you like take the in a classroom. correct. So I played yep. to that point, and then I had to fight the roaches, and I got nervous again. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's unfortunate, because the part that I'm going to talk about is literally right after the With roaches. With the dad, so, right? Uh, not exactly. Okay. So... So what it is, and this isn't spoilers because this is literally, you know, first 10 minutes of the game. Right. You know, Don't be lazy. Like Play that. through the first 10 minutes. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so you take the goat and then the roaches and then, you know, dad's, you know, left and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And you're trying to chase after him. Well, what happens is when you get to the end of the vault and you enter the wasteland for the first time, it's it's a wonderful transition, you know, just after the loading screen and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. back in the old days of loading screens. Right. And it does the exact, well, not exact. I said it's not going to be exact. It, it does very similar or, or similar maybe it's things. even yeah. breath of the wild does you know similar to it where you just you know you exit this dark dank vault where it's you know been caves and and you know metal and everything yeah. like that and then all of a sudden so maybe you know, I it's did a play blinding that white flash yeah. that it shows you and then you just see the wasteland right and all of its you know, radioactive tinged glory and everything. And it's just like, I want to explore this place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you wanted to explore. I got super nervous and was like, hmm, <laughs> maybe I'll just stay in this bunker and not play this game. <laughs> but 
Uh, anyway, so going back to Breath of the Wild, uh, I actually played the game the whole way through. Like, I found mm. all... No, I have not played the downloadable content, <laughs> but... Yeah! I, like, I found all 120 shrines. I unlocked all the memories. I mean, I, I did everything... Again, this was on the Wii U. I'm actually redoing it now on the Switch because I'm that kind of lame. But mm. I know the whole story. I finished the game. It's actually the first game I've beaten completely since Diablo 3, which is a, a whole other story. But so the, the trailer came out for uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And I, I'm going to try to do this without giving away spoilers. But like when you play Breath of the Wild you're playing this story. You're playing, you know, the, the new rise of Calamity Ganon. Right. And right in the beginning, they tell you about how Link, and again, it's right at the beginning, Link's been asleep for 100 years. So, yes. you know, and then they announce in Age of Calamity that they're telling the story from 100 years ago. So it's the prequel to Breath of the Wild as far as storyline goes. So how do you market a game when you know how it's going to end? Because we know what happens a hundred years ago. Right. Well, I, I totally get what you're saying. But at the same time, I don't think this is the, the first time um, that a company has done something like that. I mean, think about this. So um, it, it's not going to be video game related. It's going to be movie related now. Okay. Um, let's talk about... Star Wars Rogue One. Okay. Oh, so that's a good question. Because like you, you know what's going to happen to all these characters. You yeah, know what but I mean? I mean, how can it be a spoiler if you've seen Episode Four of right. New Hope and you know how everything goes down? Like, yeah, these characters are badass and you fall in love with them. But at the end, Vader, you know, is going to come on board the ship and you know so wreck I everybody. So I think though that speaks to. That speaks to excellent storytelling because we got probably halfway through Rogue One and I looked at my husband and went, oh, shit. He was like, what? And I was like, I know how this ends. This <laughs> yeah. is right before episode four. And he's like, yes. Like, how did you not? You knew what we were watching. And I was like, but the story was so good. I wasn't thinking about it. And I'm already attached to these characters now. Right. And, I, like, I, uh, my brain imploded halfway through the movie. I've actually, we watched it once, and I can't bring myself to watch it again. Also, uh, I love, uh, oh, God, now I can't think of it. Diego Luna. He was in Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights, and I loved him in that movie. And so I would have watched Rogue One just on the basis of the <laughs> fact that Diego Luna was in that movie because he is a beautiful man. But you're absolutely right. That does definitely speak to good storytelling because um, a friend of mine uh, was talking to another friend of mine. <laughs> and friend A, you know, was was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then Rogue One and then this is happening and this is happening. And friend two is like, hey, man, spoilers. And it's like, dude, the movie came you out are a huge Star Wars like, fan. In the 70s, so... Well, no, he was calling uh, spoilers on Rogue One. It's like, right. you've seen 4, 5, 6, exactly. 1, 2, 3. You know what's going to happen. Exactly. It's like, how is it spoilers? But um, w what I think the, the way they're 
they're going to get away with um, Hyrule Warriors uh, 2. Um, I'm sorry, what was the subtitle Age of, of Calamity. Age of Calamity. Is because um, it is a Dynasty Warriors-based game. If you're not familiar with Dynasty I'm Warriors, not. what that is, it is, it is not a narrative game so to speak it's you know you choose your hero and you can usually you know choose between different heroes and then it's all about taking you know your heroes and going to specific battle areas and fighting off the mobs well and maybe that just so it's not like oh we have to stop you know like like we know how it's going to end but you still get to fight in that huge war where something happened. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's, I'm trying like, to not you know, give anything away, but I'm thinking like if you've played breath of the wild, the game right. starts, I, 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 oh, I'm yeah. just going to say like, it. it's the game starts with yeah. like, you lost, you lost. Yeah. And that's why link is just waking up again. So you yeah. play this like, game and you anything go through that these happens, battles like knowing the first you're going to lose. Five minutes of a game or right. a movie, I don't think is spoilers at all. So, but so you you play this game and you get attached to these characters because I noticed too, like you can play, um, you know, Mifa is a character and Zelda is a character mm. and Rivali is a character, which is great mm. because my little girls keep asking me why we can't be Zelda where we're playing now, so that's super cool. But at the same mm. time, you know. I liked the story, and it was kind of, like, I teared up a little bit watching the cutscenes for Breath of the Wild, and so do I want to subject myself, like Rogue One, do I want to subject myself to this game, get more attached to, you know, Mifa and Rivali and Daruk and all these people, and then be like, oh, fun fact, uh, this is going to end real bad for all of you. I mean... I, I totally I mean, I'm probably that. totally you know I mean? going to subject myself to it. Let's be honest. I really do want to play it. It comes out in mm-hmm. November. But, I mean, in, in the Legend of Zelda um, world, mm-hmm. so to speak, I mean, so to speak, death isn't, you know, the end. Right. You know, people come back as spirits. You know, people come back as sages. You know, people... Um, are often reincarnated. Like, if you've ever played Wind Waker, that's kind of one of the things, you know? You you gather together the reincarnations of certain, you know, affluent historical figures in the Legend of Zelda world, you know, as they frame it. So, yes, certain characters are going to, you know, die at the time, but they're not gone, you know? Like, even going back to Ocarina of Time... It's the first dungeon, so again, I, I'm not going to call it I didn't spoilers. Even make it but, that far. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the uh, great Deku tree dies. You know, he's infected by evil spiders and stuff like that. And you know, at the end, despite all of Link's you know attempt to to help, he dies. But a little sprout grows, and it's and it's almost Aww. literally you know Deku tree Junior. So How it's like cute. you know. Death is just a part of life, and, you know, it continues after it's over, you know? Wow, we got real there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I have to say about Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity is... um, I I have not played the original Hyrule Warriors, 
Uh, maybe that's something you could look into, Moo. Yeah, um, I haven't done that either. Dynasty Warriors does not appeal to me personally. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad game or a bad genre or anything, but it's not my type of game. Well, so, and that's what they keep talking about. It's a new hack and slash game. And I'm like, I don't actually know what that entails. <laughs> yeah. I just usually, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I play, I don't know, weird video games. I usually stick <laughs> to the cuddlier stuff. Shh. The you, fact that you I play even weird video games. Well. I play Binding of Isaac. You don't get much weirder than that. <laughs> I like cuddly games, okay? I prefer things yeah. not to murder me. I can play some of those, but they make me a little nervous. Mm. I, I can totally understand that. Um. Okay, so yeah, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. We'll go ahead and keep an eye on it. We'll see what kind of information they come up with because... Like, obviously, you know, for Hero Select, and so to speak, they are going to have, um, you know, Link and Zelda and Barbarossa. Barbarossa? That's, is that, no. Ganondorf? Is that correct? No, no the you... Gerudo girl. Oh, shoot. What's her name? I think it is Barbarossa. It's or not. Bar it's, Bar I just played this freaking game, too. I'm really, I'm really bad at the Gerudo part of it. That's actually the, the part that I have the most trouble with. I cannot beat that damn camel. What is her name? It's Daruk and Rivali and Mifa, and I cannot think of the champion for the Gerudo. Oh, is my it goodness. Huh? Nabooru? No, no, no. I that's think the you're old making one from stuff Ocarina up. of Time. Um, oh, my uh... God. I know, we're horrible. Urbosa. Urbosa. See, I was cr I was close. You I were said kind Barbosa, of. didn't I? That, I'm thinking of uh, Pirates, of, Pirates the of the Caribbean. <laughs> I could just see, see him. That, man, Barbosa would be an interesting, like, king of the Gerudo. He's going to eat a whole bushel of apples right there. That's right. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, that's definitely well, something to look forward to. If you don't mind, uh, I would on like to a little bit. Can I switch tax to a uh, different kind of nerdy? Uh, you may. Hooray. So I kind of started telling you the story earlier as well. But so way back forever ago, uh, I took a speech class. I actually I'm pretty sure your little sister was in the class with me. But uh, we had oh, to are, do... are we going to? go straight into that yeah unless you have something else okay. you'd like to talk about well i mean I, I i could just real quickly um because even you kind of touched on it and you sent me a message over the weekend i believe last weekend um dude i don't but, know uh, you had mentioned <laughs> well, my brain is that, out but, the uh, window <laughs> well plus with um you know other uh health issues we'll just say yeah, we, we will thought not my kid of... had lyme disease she doesn't have lyme disease she's fine well i wasn't thought... even talking about that I, I was talking about the overall arcing thing which we won't say because apparently that is a hot word that um is looked down upon um the the co word yeah. so to speak um I'm over it. but uh no not about that she doesn't have that either <laughs> um, though <laughs> yes <laughs> But um, 
You said it's uh, September, heading into October, which means it's spooky time. It and you is spooky time. Um, got a box of your favorite cereal. Oh, God. Yes, I did. Okay, listen. I'm, I'm very passionate about this subject, all right? I, I don't like, know I, if it's... No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, I'm surprised how passionate you are because... Isn't it available year-round where you are? No, it's not available year-round where I am. Or if it is, I'm not aware of it because I can pretty much find it, like, at the beginning of September. I actually, it comes up on my Facebook memories every year mm -hmm. of, like, got my first box. And so then I know, oh, shit, it's out. I got to get to the store because then it's, like, gone by the beginning of October. Okay, I love Count Chocula. I am very passionate about breakfast cereal. I love cereal. It's probably one of my favorite foods. And Count Chocula is hands down the best cereal out there. Fuck Frankenberry. Fuck Blueberry. Booberry. Whatever. My daughter wants to try it and I will not buy that shit. It's not coming into my house. All hail um, Count Chocula. So. Number one. Frankenberry is delicious. I will agree with you that Booberry is the worst. Uh, have you tried the other ones? Because there, so there used to be two other ones. They were I know there used to be Yummy fruit Mummy brute. and Fruit Brute, mm -hmm. which taste yep. like absolute garbage. They're horrible. Well, you see, I, I have not tasted either of those because I, I think I, I thought at least that those two were discontinued like back in the seventies or eighties. A couple like, years completely. ago, it's been. I don't. I don't think my kids were alive yet. But they brought them back. It was the one year and they had them. And I was like, oh, shit, hmm. I've heard about these, but I've never tried them. So I bought them. It had to be before the kids because I would not have bought five boxes of cereal with with kids. That's just insanity. But well, they taste like second. radioactive garbage. <laughs> I buy five boxes of cereal when I go shopping. Okay, listen, Linda, I have really picky kids. And so if I buy five boxes of cereal and they decide they don't like it, then I personally have to eat five boxes of cereal because my husband doesn't like cereal. So it's well, all me. No, I'm still saying, like, I still buy five, five, you know, boxes of cereal, and my mom is super picky, too, because <laughs> she's the only other person in the house, you know, and, and she, she eats one type of cereal. She eats cinnamon life cereal, uh, period. Now, don't gross. get me wrong. I like it too you know what i mean but i mean that is her cereal right anything else that comes into the house you know that's mine i get honey nut cheerios honey bunches of oats um lucky charms my kids uh, love lucky charms uh, there's always lucky charms in this house not my corn favorite, pops but, you know all kinds oh, of stuff you know what i mean pops. but i mean like that's because i love cereal <laughs> well see so do i but the problem is uh it's very carb heavy and that's a lot of calories yes and um I dance with high school girls who did not have two babies and they are perfect and flawless and I have to squeeze my butt into a leotard and tights and stand up there with them. So I can't buy five boxes of cereal anymore because I have no self-control and I will eat five boxes well, of cereal. But, okay, I, I guess there's the difference then. I buy the five <laughs> boxes of cereal. When they're on sale for two bucks a box for the giant family size boxes, yeah. because that's a heck of a deal. And then I don't got to buy cereal for a while. Well, I will say last year, uh, one of the ladies that I go to church with, like she saw, I, I don't, I don't know why I was talking about Count Chocula in April, but she heard me go on a tirade about Count Chocula. And she was like, 
hey, so we bought a couple boxes back in October, and they're not open, but the kids didn't like them. Would that be weird <laughs> if we brought you Count Chocula? And I was like, absolutely not. It would not be weird. And so I had Count Chocula in the middle of May, and it was amazing. That was the best, like, Easter surprise ever. I, I mean, not not exactly the same story uh, for, for my side of things, but um, very similar in a matter of speaking. Um, I have a friend that I go to his house every Sunday, mm-hmm. and I play Dungeons & Dragons with him and a couple of my other friends. Is this the friends and that his... I met? Did I get to play with these oh, people? Oh, goodness. No, it's been probably a minute. not. <laughs> it's been a minute since more, that happened. More but... than likely not, I'll okay. say. Um, but, um, his wife is an absolute sweetheart. She's also a big nerd, but she doesn't do Dungeons and Dragons. But, um, we, we talk, you know, a lot about different this's and that's and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, and we were talking about cereal and during like one Halloween season, she picked me up a box of Booberry and Frankenberry because we had talked about it like earlier in the year right. or something. But like I said. Around this area, I'm like 99% sure that Count Chocula is always available. Well, I apparently need to move back there then because I cannot get Count Chocula. Okay, listen. I don't know who thought it was a good idea, but like, I can't get alcohol in the grocery stores. Did you know that? I can't uh, get alcohol at, mo- at most gas stations, actually, in my state. They, they just don't sell it. Like, are you talking liquor, liquor, or, like, no, beer? No, I can't get beer at the gas station. I have to go to a state store for liquor, uh, or I have to drive across the state line to go to the grocery store to get beer or wine. Goodness. I mean, do you just live live in a dry county or whatever? We do live in a dry county, but it it's also the case for, I mean most of the state that I've been in thus far. It actually throws me now, like, when I go back home to visit, and I'll be in the grocery so store, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's wine here. I mean, it really, uh, it's bizarre. Yeah, like, I, Apparently, I'm living in a completely different world because I could walk into any, you know, supermarket just about, you know, and I can go ahead and get any beer that I want, any wine that yeah, I no. want. Um, I am flanked... Um, so, to town slash cities wise where the main grocery stores have a state liquor license and have a built in liquor store. You know yeah, what I know. Mean? And I can go ahead and get Count Chocula whenever I want. So see booze and cereal. <laughs> That's living the life, man. Living the life. Well, living the college life, maybe. But <laughs> I'm a bit too old for that now. <laughs> I don't know. That was not my college experience. I was a big old lame college student studied I would say I, right I stuff, really didn't shoes. start living that life until I pretty much hit like 21 like well, I, I know I... that like so, so, I am not for the um uh imbibing of alcoholic beverages by minors but I, I can understand right being you know 20 or 19 or whatever and having a beer like i can understand it i yeah. don't necessarily condone, condone it but, it, but I get it. well and you it happens I mean? like there's a smart way to yeah. do things and there's a not smart way to do things I, right i mean if if you're at home or whatever and you know hanging with you know a friend or something like that and you're not going to do anything stupid then you're you know kind this of is a whatever, whole you know other I mean? set of stories that i could tell yeah. 
like a whole well, other set of stories that I think maybe we may we might have so to get into that next episode. Yeah. Unfortunately, but um, uh, aside from like the uh, serial divergent, um, let's go <laughs> ahead and we can go back to your other topic. Yes. So, um, the uh, so actors studio. Yeah. So questionnaire. I've only seen a couple of these. Like I watched. I, so don't judge me. So I watched the episode with the Glee cast. I've watched the episode with like the Family Guy cast. I've watched a handful of these. Um, but um, in high school, we had to do this questionnaire as part of our speech class. It's um, Bernard Pivot's questionnaire. It's famous. They use it all over the place. And I really liked it because I was in that class with a lot of different people. And they, the vast majority of them were not people that would have talked to me, I guess, just random run-of-the-mill day. I just, I was not that kind of kid. Like, I knew everybody, but I was not popular. A lot of people didn't like me. So it was neat to kind of get to see people answer this questionnaire because it wasn't, like, life-changing or anything, but it was a neat insight into kind of where their brain was at that point in time. So I thought it might be fun to go through this questionnaire uh, and it might be a neat way to kind of let people see a little sneaky peek uh, without giving away too much into uh, what we're like as people. Sound good? Work for you? Uh, yeah. Like, I'm totally up for it. I mean, I, I've never considered myself much of a person, but I can, <laughs> I can try. Fake it till you make it. All right. So the first question, uh, what is your favorite word? My favorite word. Oof. Yes. Um, it, it, you see, that's the thing. Like with a question like that, it, it's very open ended. Like, is it like my favorite word to say, you know, or is it my favorite word because it describes something that's my favorite? You know, or whatever? Uh, my favorite but, word. Um, I like loquacious. I like words with cues in them. I like the way it rolls off the tongue. Loquacious. Uh, loquacious. Can you define that for me? Uh, someone who is loquacious would use a word like that is, is really what it kind of goes with. Um, it's somebody that's very talkative, basically. If you are loquacious, ah. you talk a lot. Um, but I like other, okay. I like quirky. Uh, I like acquiesce. Quirky. I like words with cues. I just like the way cue words roll off like the it. tongue. <laughs> um. So for me, it's more of a sound thing. It's not necessarily like, oh, what a beautiful word, but... It, everybody answers it differently it's it's a tough one i mean i could understand somebody going with like you know anti-disestablishmentarianism yes. because it's like oh my gosh you know like I'm that, so smart. that's a that's a word indeed but it's just like meh uh personally i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm not 100 percent sure what my favorite word is okay. but for the sake of time <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and go with defenestrate Fenestrate. Throw something out a window? Correct. That is a good one. I, it's a word that does not get used a lot. I'm going to have to teach that to my kids, actually, because it's... I did threaten to throw a Chromebook out the window yesterday, and that would have been an excellent opportunity for defenestration. Just defenestration over the highest order. <laughs> there is nothing cuter than little tiny children using words like that. I'm just saying. Uh, we went to a Renaissance fair, and some guy, my daughter was like two, 
we were looking at the wooden swords and he was trying to be silly and he walked up to her because I asked did he have something a little more her size and he hands her this little wooden like curved blade thing he goes this one's for assassinations can you say assassination and he thought he was being funny and then my tiny little two-year-old looks at him like deadpan and just goes assassination and the guy like backed away from her and I was like I gotta teach her more words like this this is the funniest thing I've ever seen but I digress. So the second question, what is your... Digress is also a good one. It is. What is your least favorite word? I, I know that most men, at least, and I think most people would probably go with moist. I love that word. I use I'll moist say, I don't mind all it the at time all, just personally. to make people uncomfortable. Like, you know, it's, it's fine, you know, like moist, you know. Oh, I got a little bit, you know, wet and now my shirt is moist. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, you know, low-level wetness, in my opinion, most of the time, you know? Most of the time. Um, my least favorite word, like, just, just oh, a word that makes me cringe. Um, goodness, what's yours? My least favorite word right now, uh, and I know this, a lot of people like this one, and that's why I don't like it, is, is petrichor. I feel like ever since Pet that episode of Doctor Who where they talked about the word petrichor, you hear it all over the frig. If I read one more fan fiction that talks about how somebody smells like petrichor, nobody cares. Nobody cares anymore. Oh, wait, petrichor. That's right. Isn't that the smell the, um, of, dust smell of the rain. earth after the rain, yes. right? Yeah. And it's just... Number one, I love that smell, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's an overuse... Like, every, it was... They're like a puppy with a new toy. Like, everybody just right. wants to use that word. Which is, and it's... Which is unfortunate. And, and I, I will definitely agree with that. It's like... It, it's great to go ahead and increase your vocabulary and stuff like that and learn a new word. But, you know, it can also be like the latest song on the radio. You right. hear it too much and it loses all meaning. Yes. It's just like... Ugh. Um, and also on a completely different tack, uh, my other least favorite word, um, I hate the word retarded. I hate that people ah. still use it. I hate that there are still people that think it's acceptable to use. I, I visibly cringe in conversations when I hear it. I have actually in the middle of a conversation gone ah! over top of somebody because I just don't, I don't like it at all i i could definitely understand that like uh, it, it's kind of one of those things where i don't condone the use of it unless you are talking about a flame retardant material right you know what i mean like and stuff like that like i i i would never use it to describe a person absolutely ever. Not. you know what i mean but i i don't admonish people that use it in terms of a thing you know what i mean it's just like oh man you know this game is retarded or something oh see like i that. flip it's just out like, i can't handle that i cannot you handle see that. i'm i'm not a, a fan term. of it but i'd rather them do that than saying hey that person over there is you know it's like oof you know what i mean I, yeah, I, I think there's a difference, but again, I think we could come up with a better word than that at this, at this oh, point. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's 2020. I don't yeah. want it to be 2020, but it's still 2020. Ugh. 
we're, we're dating ourselves now when we become super famous and they're looking back at all of our podcasts it's like oh man they lived through 2020 Ugh. the great year of the apocalypse yeah every other friggin day <laughs> all right my least favorite word I, I don't think I can choose one. Like it, it just kind <laughs> of slightly a bothers or a me. Least favorite. Hey, uh, that's the thing. Like talking with my um, counselor, like I, I always said that I was a fence sitter. Like I could see it from all different angles, right. you know, and stuff like that. Live in the and she had told zone. me, it's like, don't think of it as, you know, sitting on the fence. Think of it as being an informed decision maker. Like, I, I want to weigh the pros and cons and stuff like that. So, my that. least favorite word is a word that's mispronounced. Oh, I guess, you God. Know I, mean? I agree with you. This area, I don't know what it is. People put S's on things unnecessarily. So, like, Aldi's or Kroger's or we're going to go get lunch at Subway's. There's one. You're going to one Subway. There's no S on the end. That. Okay, Kroger's and Aldi's, though, like, for some reason, I envision an apostrophe. But it's not. You know? That bothers or not. Panera's. Even, We're going to Panera's I, I am 100% guilty of adding the S then, because I never really thought about it until you brought it up. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is Kroger. Well, you know, and Kroger's a little different. And stuff like that. Kroger and Aldi but, but are But I'm not worried but, about that. Yeah. You know, you add an S, whatever. I'm more, you know, kind of bothered by... Uh, last week uh, during Dungeons and Dragons, everybody was doing it. Um, we were looking, you know, to create sacred ground effectively mm -hmm. for, you know, a spell we were doing or hallowed ground. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like hallowed yeah. be thy name. name and stuff like that. And of course, everyone was saying hallowed. No, and that's two very different things. Yeah, I was, and I, I just let it go, though, but I was just there like, oh, Did you play, um, or do you still play Pokemon Go? Yes, I, I, I did. The, on the, so um, I don't any longer. I did. I don't either. But I was out one night in the, I was in the middle of a field trying to catch a Charmander, and um, these boys came up, who were probably teenage, 16, 17, and they asked what team I was on, and I was instinct because it sounded the least douchey of the three. But they okay, were all... Okay, hold on. I'm going to have to stop you right there. The <laughs> podcast is now over. We're no longer friends. But they kept saying, they were, they're like, oh, no, man, you got to join Team Valor. And I was like, excuse me? They're like, Valor? We're red. And I'm like, Valor? Valor. Like, that's a real word, guys. They didn't just make yeah, that up. Yeah, come on. Valor. Oh, okay. And I, like, For I had a second, to I thought you away. were going to... I thought they were going to come up and be like, oh, man, we playing Pokemon? No. It's like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> no. Valor. And I... Uh, uh. All right. We digressed again. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> what turns you on uh, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Like, personally? Like, what, what, mm -hmm. what like, gets me motivated? Or is this, like, a... Or, subjective, or, or have man. we transitioned into sexual? Oh, no, 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 no. That's why I said creative. What turns you on creatively, okay. spiritually, or emotionally? For me, it's um, passion. Like, I like to see somebody go into something whole hog, and that's inspiring to me. Okay. Like, somebody um, that, no matter what it is, like, if they're excited to talk about it, if they're excited to share it with you, if they're excited about something, I think that's beautiful 
and it gets me motivated to want to do something too. I I can totally understand that. Um, for me, um, it's been very hard to kind of feel, you know, turned on, you know, in that way to, to get mm-hmm. that motivation to do stuff um, on a day-to-day basis, um, uh, which is something I've been, you know, working on and stuff like that through different means. But um, t- to an extent, like, I will 100% agree with you but slightly differ okay like what what ignites me and my passion is when i become passionate and i know that that probably doesn't make sense but like if something like 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 a genre or or a subject or something that i like if if new information comes out or a new game or you know anything like that Mm -hmm. that just gets my motor running you know what i mean like like um, i play star wars legion um which is a excuse me a battle mini game um or a miniature you know battle game like if anybody's familiar with like warhammer 40k or anything like that like you just paint miniatures and then you have an all-out war and stuff like that well, a new unit came out yesterday, and then that just got me, you know, going, and I started painting a little bit again because I was just into it again. Well, it's just good. like, oh, yeah, that's right. This unit's out. Ooh, ah, now I got to do all this painting and stuff like that, and it's just like, that. that's what gets me going. Okay. You know, that <clears throat> and, admittedly, um, uh, sharing passions with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I can share some of my passion with somebody else, that definitely just lets me go twofold into it. Uh, next question. What turns you off? For me, it's uh, being defeatist. I think everybody has bad days, and that's okay. And some people have more bad days and good days, and that's okay. Well, time for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I want to say to people that... I know plenty of people that they use that discomfort or they use trauma or they use, um, I don't want to say disability because it's not what I mean, or they use depression as a crutch. They don't use it (laughs) as a, I have this thing. How can I look at it? Like, how can I, I don't want to say, how can I beat it, but how can I work with it? They just say, (laughs) it's like me going, oh, I can't do that because X, Y, Z, like find a way around it. Maybe not today. Maybe today is not the day that you can do that. But like eventually try to be, you know, look on the, try to look on the bright side. Try to find a silver lining. Sometimes it's small, but there's, there's always something. There's always, I had a boss that used to, every time anybody complained, we had to say three positive things. And it was a great big pain in the dick, but it, it helped me a lot (laughs) with kind of trying to, even if it was a tiny sliver it was something, you know, and that's that's what I held on to till the next tiny slip. Okay, uh, some technical difficulties that maybe you guys won't <laughs> even know about. If we're sneaky enough uh, about it. If I can it. splice this together correctly. Uh, the question that we were talking about was... What turns you off? What turns me off? Yes. Um, what turns me off? My goodness. Um, I would have to say, 
Oh, be dope, be dope, be dope. I really don't like close mindedness. I agree with that. Or, um, to go with that, like, arrogance. Um, and, and the reason why I say it goes with is because in this particular uh, meaning, like, just thinking that you just, you know, know better yeah. or, or you know everything, you know, regardless of the situation and, and are completely unwilling to compromise effectively. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, All right. <clears throat> that's, yeah, that, that, that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word. Um, probably the one I use the most is shit. That's your favorite? Um, I like cunt. Cunt is my favorite swear word. There, there are very few things that get the point across the same way. Uh, I did vagina monologues. Word. I did vagina monologues in college, and there's a whole scene about taking the word cunt back. How did, how did you get your vagina to talk for that long? Listen, I had to stand <laughs> on stage and speak in a British accent and pantomime finding my clitoris for the first time. And in retrospect, that was not the show to invite my bosses to. It made for a real interesting con. I was not supposed to be doing, it's called the vagina workshop. That was not supposed to be my set. The girl that was supposed to do it, uh, she was in a wedding that weekend. We got rescheduled because of snow, because that's what happens in Northeast Ohio. And uh, they rescheduled it. And so I ended up doing this girl's part. And I had invited my bosses before that was my part. And I was the only mm. one that could memorize lines fast enough because it was literally like four days. They're like, hey, uh, so-and-so can't make it. Can you learn these lines? And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And so that's how I ended up on stage going, my vagina is a shell. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, God. It was, but yeah, um, we choreographed, uh, there's a scene called Cunt, and we choreographed it as a cheerleading routine. And when you're holding the girl up in the air, just like clapping and yelling cunt, it's, it's very empowering. Never thought I'd say that, but it was very empowering. And I, I love cunt. It's my favorite swear word. Um, there, there are probably other swear words <laughs> that I would like better than, than shit. Um, it's just, it's, it's the one that I use. And I think it's very almost ambiguous. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I mean, shit doesn't necessarily mean feces you know what i mean it's multi-purpose it, it can just con convey like just being fed up or you know anything like that it's just like well shit yes you know what i mean or ah oh, shit or this is shitty or you know stuff like that like uh, it, i just feel like you know you could use it almost anywhere what sound or noise do you love and i'm going to answer it quick because i feel like i've probably talked too long I love the coffee pot. No, you're fine. Um, I love the coffee pot, and I love music. Just I, I'm not picky about it, but we listen to a lot of music, whether it's in the car, uh, if I'm just around the house by myself, if I'm doing dishes. We listen to a ton of music. Uh, my, 
my older daughter will be six next week and she has a crazy brain for lyrics. Um, so we play all sorts of music all the time. Um, they like uh, Johnny Cash. Ring of Fire is one of their favorites. Devil Went Down to Georgia, mm. and they will sing along with mm. it. So we, just music in general. We listen to a lot of it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and call you out on that okay. one. I don't think music can count as a favorite sound. Then the coffee Number pot. One. I enjoy the coffee okay. pot. Now, when you say that, do you mean like when it's... Percolating? Like, well, either when it's percolating, doing that... You know what I mean? Or when it's like... Yeah. Draining. Like, like, the bubbling like, are you noise. About an actual the bubbling okay. noise that I makes. Wasn't sure and not sure like, like a Keurig. No. And then not, there's you know like I mean? kind of like the, at the end, like it sighs when it finishes brewing the pot. And maybe it's just because mm. I enjoy coffee, but it's just a nice little like, and then I can start my day. Um, I'm an odd duck. <laughs> you know that little squeaking sound you get when you rub two pickles together are you serious that's no <laughs> that's a spongebob reference oh i we don't watch a lot of spongebob oh my goodness the early seasons are still yeah i know i i was probably just a little too um, old for that at the time my favorite sound goodness me I think I really like a very low, distant rumble of thunder. Thunderstorms make me nervous. But I know a lot of people yeah, I, do like that one. We're going to have yeah. to agree to well, disagree there. <laughs> no, totally. I, I, I get that. And I mean, like, that's just the thing. Like, that's the great thing about podcasts and conversations is you get to see two completely. Well, you get to hear. I yes. guess you don't get to see it. <laughs> You get to hear two completely different sides, you know what I mean? Like, not only are you getting, you know, a, a, a gentleman's perspective and a, a, a madam's perspective. Like, I, what's the opposite of gentleman? A lady. A lady? I know, but lady almost, like, I know that traditionally, like, gentleman and lady is probably close to correct. But I use she, her pronouns. You're good. <laughs> Well, I know, but I'm I'm just saying, like, lady seems very generic. It's like, hey, lady, you know, think <laughs> of Jerry Lewis. Then, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get both of that, and you get you get to get inside our heads too, which is interesting. As we get inside each other's heads. Well, it's and it's funny because, right. like we we said just before we started this, this is actually the first conversation, verbal conversation. I mean, we we text. Oh yeah that we've ever we've had in 10 years it's literally been 10 years almost At to least. the day that, that since we've had yeah. a verbal conversation yeah i mean granted i've i've heard your voice before and you've heard exactly. my voice but we've always just been kind of talking out right not to exactly. each other or with each other even not always but in the last 10 years right. yes so right. <laughs> anyway what sound or noise do you hate I take this one very seriously, too. I cannot stand the sound that silverware makes against a plate 
or like sil- people that scrape their teeth on silverware. No, I get what it's, you're saying. It's totally. painful. I cannot. I it's actually. It's like that scene from Ace Ventura when nature calls. I've, I have never seen that movie, and I now I probably oh, never will. I can't handle it. Where I, Jim Carrey is is purposely <sighs> trying to annoy this no, this guy no, no. who he's suspected of of stealing the sacred bat. Oh God, which it makes is, me you know, so uncomfortable. Plot in the movie, and one thing he does is he sits down at a plate with a, a knife no. and fork and no food on it. No, no, and he's no, just no, scraping. no. Oh God. And then the the other thing he does is he kicks the chair over that the guy is tied in, <laughs> tied up to, and you think he's gonna get like super serious. Mm-hmm. And Jim Carrey just leans his face in real close, and he holds his eye open with one finger, and then he starts poking his eyeball uh, with the other. That just I like, can handle, yeah, but I just—I yeah. uh, mean, I wear contacts; I can touch my eye. But like, I—no joke. I, I bought plastic silverware from IKEA for my kids, and nine times out of ten, that's what I use because I don't—I don't like the metal in my mouth. I, I like—I pl- can handle mm. the plastic. I don't—I don't like it. What about you? Sound or noise that you hate? I know that's hard because you probably, it's one of those things where I probably don't hear it that often. And that's probably why it annoys me so much. Um, Babies? I feel like you probably don't like babies crying. I do. I mean, I don't like babies babies crying. crying. It's awful. It it reminds me of uh, Dane Cook and, and, you know, his joke you know and stuff like that it's just like oh you know he's talking about his least favorite sounds like this sound just makes me want to punch babies oh, you know and yeah. it's just like well what if the sound that makes you want to punch babies is babies he's crying, crying yeah and that's just Bad perpetual <laughs> um i'm not a fan oh, uh, admittedly but i don't think anybody is a fan of babies crying right you know and stuff like that um I sent you these I, questions I, I, ahead of time so you could prepare, sir. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, if I prepared for it, like I, I feel like there wouldn't be a point. You know what I mean? Like this is like I feel this has got to be like semi off the cusp. All right. Um, off. Uh, I can't think of it right now. Okay. I, I don't know what my least favorite sound is. What? But it, but it is probably some sort of screeching, like. Maybe the sound when you've worn down your um, brake pads a little bit too much. Touche. And, and it's just like every time you, you, you know, stop your car, it's just that. Yep. You know, like I don't like that one very much because not only is that a, a, a that sound bad costs sound, you money, but, but also, <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's super psychological. It's just like, oh, is today the day I die? Yeah, really. <laughs> Breaks are going. That's it. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, considering that I am currently unemployed. I know, right? That's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what profession? Um. It. I I love entertaining. I like, think we both can have very similar answers here. Yeah. Especially in a supporting role, though, to, to be completely honest. Like, I I am not the type to take the um, spotlight, but I love I being, like, kind of comedy relief almost. You know what I mean? Right. 
So, like, I, I would love to be, like, a, a second guy on, like, a radio program or something like that. Like, you've got the host, and he's talking about this or that. And then I can just kind of, like, be in the background listening and then just kind of interject my own, you know, stupid nonsense whenever I get the chance. <laughs> and, that, and that would be my role. You know what I mean? I, I could see that. So, I could definitely so, see you doing that. Comedy relief, so to speak. Or, you know, like... Like, almost how um, Chris Farley, you know what I mean? Like, yes, he yeah. starred in plenty of movies, but even but though he starred in them, he was, because, you know, the comedy relief guy. Like, a lot of his movies, like, he was good because of the way he and David Spade played off of each other. That was part of the oh, yes. beauty there, was the ensemble, not like, that necessarily just... That was just, a very good duo. Yes. Uh, if I had my choice, um, probably, yeah, acting, um, dancing. I love to dance. I absolutely mm. adore it. Um, and, and I'm not really picky about the type of dance, uh, except for modern uh, flex feet. I can't handle it. I don't like the way it looks. It makes me cringe. But I mean, uh, ballet, jazz, tap, ballroom, swing, uh, polka. I don't, I don't give a deal. I, I would probably be an exotic dancer if I thought I could get away with it. I, I just enjoy dancing. I like the way it makes I mean, me feel. Go ahead and record yourself sometime, <laughs> you know, and send me the video, and I'll go exactly ahead and critique. critique. Give me some pointers. <laughs> no, but I, I really just. It's like, oh yeah, it only took me about you know ten minutes to. Uh... <laughs> I just enjoy mm -hmm. the way it makes me feel when I see other people move. I think it's beautiful, and I would love to bring that to somebody else. What profession um, would you not like to attempt? I, I really don't ever want to do retail again. Yeah, I almost said that. I can handle retail. Uh, government. I would not want to do anything that has to do with the government at all. I, I, I could totally understand that, too, only because the type of people we are, we'd want to go into government to, like, make changes and help right, the world. Right, but and nobody else wants that. Logged down yep. by red tape and, like, how things are yes, already set up. Exactly. And oh, there's no point in changing it. Because th that's the way it was with one of my previous jobs, like, in a matter of speaking, was I'm the type of person that will see something and be like, this doesn't make sense why we're doing it this way. Let's oh, because do we've, always way. Sense. we've always it's done easier, it that way. We've always done it that way. It's easier, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, we've always oh, done it this God, way. Oh, God, I like, hate that so much. That's the noise I hate the most, is somebody telling me, well, we've always done it this way. Right. Lick my <laughs> dick. Like, I can't, uh, yeah, government. But yeah. M most... The majority of my jobs have been retail, and, and I'm good. Like, if yeah. I can avoid it, I, I, I would be yeah. a very happy person. If I never have to work another Black Friday anywhere, like, forever is too long. Still, I yeah. never again. Yeah. All right, final question. If oh, we're, we're there. If heaven exists... What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> As he hands me my starter sword. <laughs> I love it. Um, honestly, uh, I, I think basically if, if heaven exists and I head up there, you know, and St. Peter lets me through the pearly gates and, you know. <laughs> I don't have any qualifiers. You've got a lot of ifs. 
We're assuming you have well, God's undivided attention. I don't know what you did. I don't. You saved a bus full of nuns. I don't know what I did either. Um, uh, personally, no matter how an individual would view what heaven is, whether or not it's all your earthly delights or reliving every, you know, best memory you had, or you know, even, you know, having your own personal fanfic that you're <laughs> starring in or whatever you know what i mean because heaven is an abstract you know what i mean yeah like well depending on who you nice talk for to god yeah. to be like hey enjoy yourself you know mm -hmm. and, and like to like really mean it be like look you're in heaven now you were a good person you 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 got enough you know high score to get in here <laughs> we're not gonna judge you you know what i mean mm -hmm. you're in heaven now we know you're a good person just enjoy yourself, you know, and, and you don't have to worry about hang-ups, so to speak. I mean, obviously, it's not like, oh, hey, cool, I'm in heaven now. God said I'm, I can enjoy myself. I'm going to go sacrifice or go. Right. Just, Party. Just like, come on. Um, I actually, this is probably the only question that my answer has not changed from all of those years ago. Um you made a difference. That's, Ooh, that's my big one. Um, and to me, that doesn't have to, I don't have to change the world. Um, if, if I can help one person, you know what I mean? If I can get one person through one bad night, if I can get one person to the, to the next morning, if I can see one person through that next thing, I, to me, that's changing the world. Um, and I'll be mm -hmm. happy with that. If I can, if I can just make the world a little better, than it was before, I can live with that. That's, I'll be happy with that. No, I, I could, I could totally like, yeah, no, I mean, th that would indeed, that would be huge, especially, you know, if you think about for God, exactly, like, you know, but, uh, same kind of thing. Like you did good kid. Good That's answer. Right. Well, thank you. Good answer. Good, <laughs> good answer. answer. Good I mean. answer. <laughs> We're going to play. We're going to play. <laughs> Show me you made a difference. 89% <laughs> of people. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, thank you for joining us here on our introductory episode. Thank you so much, uh, new friends. <laughs> I know that we didn't get into a whole lot of the naughty to begin with, but don't worry. We've uh, got some ideas planned. It's uh, so, hey, it's coming. <laughs> sometimes the anticipation is the sweetest part, okay? Absolutely. So everybody, remember while you're listening not to blow your load too early <laughs> uh, in the anticipation of the next episode. Um, and we're going to go ahead and have a whole lot of fun. Uh, I have been Merlin Sensei. You can go ahead and find me on Twitch and YouTube. Just go ahead and uh, in the search bar, type in uh, Merlin Sensei, uh, sometimes with an underscore in between the Merlin and the Sensei. Uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, you can find me there. Uh, I am going to try and set up a uh, official Twitter for the podcast. Ooh. Um, and, I, and I'm going to try and give access to uh, myself and Moo, obviously. And we might have uh, different things up there of, you know, maybe stuff we do individually that we're passionate about and maybe even some collaborative stuff. 
So that's where you can find me, uh, Moo. I, I think that, that I this am is the Moo at this yeah. time. <laughs> I'm the Moopacabra, and I suck ass is... at social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for the time being, this is the only place that you can find uh, the Moopacabra. It which, is. Uh, I'm, is I'm elusive. Fitting, if you think about it, very, very elusive. <laughs> but okay, um, yeah. So thank you all for joining us. We will go ahead and... Uh, Tickle your earbuds uh, next time. Enjoy yourselves, love yourselves, be good to yourselves, and have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.